Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, and a big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, their name's Big Pipe. You can find them at bigpipe.co.nz. But and you've probably other- heard of them already because they're pretty much a massive deal. Yeah, and if you've listened to any of our preceding episodes, uh, you'll find we mention them uh, every time, but we will not stop because we love them that much. They got we'll keep banging no- on about them. We will keep banging on about them, just like we keep banging on about this gay rights <laughs> plan that we keep uh, <laughs> spilling our beans about. But here's two things. Number one, no data caps. Oh, you can use as much that. data as you want on there. And number two, no throttling, which means you're going to get that beautiful full-speed internet at all times, baby. I say, so fast. I love, a bit of, I love a bit of throttling, but no, it's, bad th- it's a bad thing for internet. Yeah, throttling in the bedroom. Throttle away. Hey, okay, we're very sex positive about that, but we're very uh, internet negative about any internet companies that use throttling. <laughs> Big Pipe's not one of them. Thank you so much, Big Pipe. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. It's the mail Hello and welcome to uh, this brand new episode of The Male, the male Gaze. Gaze. The, where there might be a little bit of a delay, which is why we couldn't say that in unison. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a valiant attempt, Chris. We should not Chris. try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while. We're sorry we've been um, slack. It's because, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you know, I have no idea if it's been a while or not, like... All the weeks are just blurring into one for like every. It's just life has just turned into this big fluid mess for me at the moment. Wow! So I couldn't tell you if we recorded yesterday or like last year. Well, it wasn't either of those. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry that life's turning into a fluid mess for you in Christchurch. Although sometimes a fluid mess can be a little bit of fun. <laughs> well, sorry. I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Like. I'm just kind of relaxing into this new lifestyle because I'm quite regimented usually and I have quite a clear routine, but I like sort yeah. of shaping it, sh- shaking it up a little bit. Mm, you're a real shapeshifter. Who are from Christchurch, incidentally. Uh, shout out to our, fa- our favourite band, <laughs> shout Shapeshifter. Shout out to Shapeshifter. They've uh, got a gig coming up, I think. Did you ever go watch Shapeshifter in Christchurch? It was like the iconic New Year's is to go and watch it's Shapeshifter like, at Ducks Delights. I would say Shapeshifter is maybe the straightest music I know. It's oh I don't I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast before but you remember when I went on that date with that guy that I was like the entire time I was like he's straight everything about yes. him seems straight and then we got back to his uh, place and there was just never any indication that he ever wanted to touch me in any kind of way and then he put on he got out two beers and then he put on six sixty who I think are like wow. ne- next beyond shapeshifter <laughs> in terms of just how straight they are six sixty oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't forget your roots, my friend. <laughs> and I was like, you can forget this one, buddy. 
That's so funny. But I think that's like easily a very early sign, you know, my early adolescence that I was definitely gay. I was, I was like, I don't want to listen to Shapeshifter, Tikitane, Cora, uh, <laughs> any of that. That's and so everyone else strange. seems to be so into it. I was like, what? Because you're always on man. That was a tune, <laughs> eh? That was a tune and a half. <laughs> uh, what am I bring it that for? Back. Uh, what was that? We should bring that song back. What's up with Tikitani? Where's he at? Oh, he um, he recently. So Tikitani is—he's the one. From, he's from Salmonella Darbe. They wanted to no, induct no. them into the Musical Hall of Fame, and then he like didn't do it as a protest or something like that. He's up. He's oh, that's up pretty stuff. cool. The Musical Hall of Fame sounds quite gay when you say it. <laughs> In <laughs> my mind, it's like <laughs> it's like got piano key, um, like flooring and stuff yeah it's a hall you walk down and there's like a little girl dressed up as annie who welcomes you in and then there's like yes you go in one room and all these cats just like scatter people men dressed as cats just scatter out of the way (laughs) yes i love that um who's your favorite orphan out of oliver or annie oliver yeah he's sick eh? he's got good street cred yeah he's not afraid to ask for for some more (laughs) hey eli do you want to hear this fact of the gay I would, man. I'm fanging out for it. Okay. Well, the UN. Ever heard of them? Uh, um, I did, but then I forgot about them when they didn't hire <laughs> Helen Clark for yeah, Secretary General. You blocked them out. I was um, like, who even cares about you guys? Well, their Human Rights Council um, have... Uh, have come up with a resolution condemning the imposition of the death penalty as a sanction for specific forms of conduct, such as apostasy, blasphemy, adultery, and consensual same-sex relations. So essentially they, they want to stop um, the death penalty for people uh, in countries where, you know, you can get the death penalty for being gay or being in a consensual same-sex relationship. Um, wow. But guess what? What? The U.S. is one of the 13 countries that have voted against the United Nations resolution condemning the death penalty. What? Isn't that crazy? I mean, I guess hardly surprising given the state of the world currently. But also, like, how is that even a discussion? Well, (laughs) their argument was... to talk about that? (laughs) Well, their argument against that was that, you know, because it was the... um, you know, as I said before, this is for blasphemy, adultery, consensual same-sex relations. It's, it's about the death penalty in general that the US were like, mm, we're not going to vote this through. But also, like, I think the death penalty is a bit bogus, to be honest. Oh. It's crazy that potentially you could be, um, uh, you could be, like, stoned to death for blasphemy. That's wild. That's very scary. It is uh, very scary. It's so intense, um, the whole like, idea of, like, I guess it's all about, like, religious freedom as well, which is, like, such a bogus term as well, right? Because it's saying that, like, there are certain countries that are governed by certain uh, religions should have the right to be free to kill people. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's not really freedom. It's, like, persecution of non-religious people, right? I don't know. Yes. There's, like, I think there's, there's currently six countries where the death penalty is used for same-sex relationships. It's Iran, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Yemen, Nigeria, and Somalia. But oh that God, number I just rises. bought tickets to all of those places. Oh my uh, God, that's the worst OE ever. <laughs> oh my God, we've got our OE planned. <laughs> uh, we're going to spend the summer in Nigeria. Uh, and then we're going over to Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> we're doing New Year's We're going to do a bar cr- um, pub crawl in the Sudan. So, fingers crossed, I don't get stoned to death. 
Saudi Arabia only just legalized uh, the right for women to be able to drive. Drive. So, I mean, uh, that's wild. Yeah, see, oh, I mean, you wouldn't even have a female uh, bus driver for your, your I don't, bus trip. I don't, I never call, went on those. My Saudi pub, Arabian pub call. I never did one of those boozy bus trips ever. Um, but so I can't really like I don't really know the guts of it I never did a pub crawl either maybe I should do one maybe this summer I should do my very first pub crawl I, I don't know if I've ever done a pub crawl I've done a classic bus trip where like mm. we were in costume and in Christchurch it's basically like you bus around to like Templeton and all these like out of town pubs and then you arrive everyone's in costume you're like woo and then most bars you go to they're like quietly watching a sports match and you are <laughs> the worst people who've ever walked in there and they all just steer you out and then you leave and you there, should be a, there should be a rule in each city that you've got enough gay bars for a gay bar pub crawl. You couldn't even do that in Auckland. There's literally three. It's like three literally bars just walking down K Road. <laughs> There's a new one though. Okay, so the first episode back when you get back to Auckland, we need to go to the tin room and then oh, review yeah. it immediately afterwards. Yes, I saw someone's Snapchats from it the other night. And it looked very quiet, <laughs> but it could be early in the night. So fingers crossed. Here's hoping. I saw that. Was that was there, were there like people performing? Oh, I'm not sure. It was well. To be fair, it was someone else's Snapchat who was like, "Oh, look at this! This is the tin room," and they showed me their phone. So it was a very out of context piece of like news. I'm a very uninformed journalist right now. Yeah, I love the idea of a bar you haven't been to before, though, because eh? you're like, "I wonder what it'll be," and then yes. you go, and it's like it's um, blue walls and some couches. <laughs> it's they're usually the same I like that people theme bars and restaurants now it's like oh we're starting up a cafe and you're like what's the theme yeah. you're like um, shared plates and you're like oh for god's sake just give me my own goddamn plate of noodles well I feel like the theme is and I didn't realise this was pro- uh, problematic until you and your boyfriend explained it to me but like the theme with a lot of plates I went to Happy Boy the other day and the theme is like Japanese neon but the whole all of the staff are white <laughs> yeah it's so effed up there's so many places in Christchurch as well where it's like the theme is an old Chinese alley and you're like yeah but it's in like the heart of Christchurch and no one here is Chinese and also why are you making it look like the slums of China like it feels so weird Ooh. There's like a there's like an old um, cart that's like crashed into the wall, and there's Chinese um, graffiti all over the tin walls. It's like, oh, we're having a cocktail in the slums, and it's so weird on so many levels. Yeah, everything about that is is totally totally weird. Not to mention that the uh, the Mikado, uh, which is like a weird. If you don't know the Mikado, it's like a musical upset in like. Set in Japan, the whole thing about it is that it's like uh, English, is it America? American people's perspective of what they thought Japan Japan was like, and they wrote this musical where white people play Japanese people, and it played in Christchurch two years ago and was the most successful production that has ever been there. Dude, it also played all over the country when the opera did it as well. It's pretty effed. That, I reckon we should, they should just stop putting that show on. There's so many musicals that it should just stop being put on because they're just out of date. And they're like, oh, but it's a classic. And you're like, yeah, but so who cares? There's a reason why you should stop doing it. Yeah. Do you know what's fucked that I was thinking about recently? There are... I don't think there are any gay characters in Moulin Rouge. What? Like, it's got to be one of the gayest films of all time, right? And like... I guess that's the same... Like, Baz Luhrmann is, like, a straight man who makes literally the gayest movies that have ever been made. Uh, yes. And Moulin Rouge 
like maybe there's one bit where like a couple of guys kiss in the background maybe when they're doing Roxanne and there's all those ballroom dancers maybe there's the same sex couple in there but not that I remember it seems like you've watched Moulin Rouge about five times more than I have and I've probably seen it maybe just once (laughs) Chris I saw Moulin Rouge this is not all going to lie 12 times in the cinema I <laughs> it's not what, my family because my whole family worked at a cinema in Christchurch called Movieland RIP it was a beautiful place and because anytime one of us was working there we all got free tickets whenever we wanted and for 12 weekends in a row the whole family would just go see Moulin we'd be like get on a, on a Sunday we'd be like we're bored and just go and see Moulin Rouge again I love that I saw Chicago a lot of times oh, I think I saw it like six times at the cinema Chicago's bloody good though I saw Dreamgirls for the first time the other day oh it's a goodie isn't it it is a goodie it is Doesn't a goodie Jennifer Hudson give the performance of her life I feel like Beyonce is missable in that film weirdly yeah well the weird thing is so she's meant to be the worst part of the whole movie is like everyone keeps talking about how Beyonce doesn't have a good voice <laughs> it's like, yeah like all those actors deserve an deserve an Oscar for having to say that and make it believable. They're constantly like, Dina's not the one with the voice. And it's like, that's Beyonce. It's, <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't pretend there's not Beyonce right now. They've got to remake that movie and just set it in Destiny's Child. Yeah. That's, so, you, that's all it should be. Oh, it'd be so good. Did you know that they were going to make it with Whitney Houston uh, in the early Whoa. 90s? They wanted Whitney Houston to play Dina, but Whitney would only do it if they gave I Am Changing and And I Am Telling You to her character, which would mean that Effie <laughs> would have, like, Sing no nothing. songs. <laughs> That's really... I mean, those are great demands. Oh, my gosh. It's like, <gasps> are you following all the Sex in the City shit at the moment? Oh, I, l- I am literally living for this drama. <laughs> so am I. Nothing is better than a bit of, like... You know, like like rich white women in their fifties, sort of bickering on Twitter about work, like another movie that no one really wants to watch. No, like Sex and oh. City Two was uh, as documented on the worst idea of all time. Another hit, uh, Little Empire podcast. Uh, one of the worst movies ever made, and it's very long and it's very it's quite problematic in many ways. No one's asking for a third one, surely. No, I mean, like, and oh. It's just it's a it's a it's a wonderful juicy bit of scandal that's going on. I like that Sarah Jessica Parker is kind of the bully of the whole thing, yeah. making Kim Cattrall do the film even though she doesn't want to do it. And it's very like wolf and sheep's clothing. Like, oh, we all wanted to make the movie, but like one person like wouldn't let us. So uh, it's really hard, I guess. I like I don't that know. Kim Cattrall's like, I'm 61. I just I don't want to do this film. I just want to sit home, drink, and listen to my husband play jazz. Oh, full respect for that. Is she? Have you not, seen? Have, have you Kim seen the video of her doing scatting? Yeah, I was just going to ask if that was her. That is one of the greatest internet videos of all time. If you haven't yes. watched that, oh listeners out there, uh, sometimes I forget that people are listening to this. Kim Cattrall, Scatting <laughs> Jazz Performance, YouTube, now. It's Pause the podcast. Amazing. If you're it driving, is... pull over. And I've watched it your phone. so many times. It's beautiful. Do you know what hey, another... Like... Oh, you go. Just, just, just another shout out because we were talking about Whitney just before. That girl who sings, and I am, and I am telling you, and then she's like, ah, and she screams every time she gets it wrong. That was another classic YouTube. We should rename this podcast our favorite a, YouTube videos. Classic YouTube countdown. Uh, I want to talk about a Queen of the Week this week. Yes, ready? please. I'm dying for it. You normally choose them, but I'm choosing this one, Chris. So well, sit I did the tight. fact of the day. So things are just swapping up. Thanks for up. Uh, have you listened to the new album? 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. By one charming young lady called Demi Lovato. I haven't listened to her new album, but I was just watching her interview with Alan Carr like mm. not too long ago for Confidence, that album, which oh, is yes. the one before this one. Is That's that right? the old album, right? Which yeah. was fine. This album, honestly, you need to listen to it because she has arrived. In my opinion, she's like here. She's figured out what type of music she wants to make. I think she's always been here to stay, but people just keep forgetting about her. Yeah, it's weird because I guess she doesn't have... she. There's something about her that's not as distinct personality-wise as, like, Selena or Miley or the other people in her generation who are kind of coming up through the ranks, I guess. Uh, she was on Alan Carr talking about Cool for the Summer mm. and, and about how it's about girl-on-girl action. Yes, love it. And she doesn't, like, open... She does not deny that she's had, like, girl-on-girl time and that she's like, I'm just fluid and I just don't give a shit. And she was saying how... She thinks it's ridiculous that men don't have the confidence to be able to be like kind of openly fluid in their sexuality. And she says, just saying how hot it would be if there was like a, like, you know, you know, uh, conceived sort of straight pop star who yeah. would be like open about being a bit more fluid in his music. I was like, damn right, that would be hot. That'd be really hot. I re- and you know who could be the one to do it? Demi's longtime friend and who knows possible Nick love interest Jonas. Nick Jonas you know what s- Eli my mind went there when I was watching the video oh oh my god because he has so there's a song on Demi's album called Ruin the Friendship and it's <gasps> very hot it's like let's ruin the friendship it's about having sex with your friend and it is <gasps> dirty and great and it made me think these, those two are fucked easily yeah Totally. They're very cool. I like that they did like a concert together. And I also like, she performs at quite a few gay bars, eh? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Which also Jennifer Hudson does a lot of from Dreamgirls. True. She is a And apparently, um, I need to look into this more, but Bette Midler, the beginning of her career, all started in gay bars as well. Really? Of course it did. Yes. And yeah. um, I mean, that is, that's probably, I'm like... No part of me is surprised to hear that information. <laughs> well, Todd, who's doing Hudson and Halls with me, showed me this video of Bette Midler performing in, like, 1972. And it's wild. Like, it's her performance style is really crazy. She basically runs on stage for about an hour and just sings oh. and talks to, like, a drum beat. She's pretty wacky. I she, actually need to get into her a bit more because she gives she, everything, she's eh? awesome. Oh, she gives it her all. She's like, like full. <gasps> she could not give more in that movie. Oh, she's heaven. She's why that movie is so successful. And it's not because of just Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, Sarah who Jessica, sings. She's quite good at that as well. Little all three of them children, I'll take you away. Yeah, I love I love that movie. It's such a great one. Someone needs to do a bloody dubstep remix of that song. I mean, no, no one needs to do a dubstep remix of anything. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> No more dubstep remixes, to be honest. <laughs> but I would love to hear that song come on in a club. Maybe at my gay club that I start one day. 
Yeah, can't yeah. wait. You're, it's all going to be just like redubbed um, movie music. Yeah, it's going to be called Hocus Penis. Hocus, <laughs> Hocus Penis is <laughs> awful. It's, it's, just, be, it's barely a pun. <laughs> it's, it's just scraping on through, isn't it? <laughs> it's really... Hocus really Penis! Really Hocus Penis. <laughs> You guys gonna go to Hocus Penis this weekend? No. <laughs> and they're like, like, is that Hocus ice. Penis or is it like Hocus some penis? Or is that no, no, it's Hocus Penis. Oh, like penis. To like make it right, you have to say penis. <laughs> Hocus Penis. Um, hey, so this week we wanted to talk about. Well, let's start off with this um, Rainbow Youth campaign that's just bl- blowing up online, which is so great. Huge shout out to Rainbow Youth. Yeah, huge shout out to Rainbow Youth. I was actually just reading about them in Express online today about how they're starting up a drop-up centre out of Auckland now. There's like, I think it's in Tauranga, I think. Oh, awesome. They're doing like another kind of pop-ups, you know, drop-in centre, which is... Imagine if they were like a national thing where there was like Rainbow Youth centres all around the country. That would be amazing. That would be very, very cool. Because it definitely like this... There was nothing like that in Christchurch, right? And I don't no. know what there is now. But probably a little bit more, but but not what Rambo Youth is, which is a centre you can drop into any time. They go out to schools. I used to be an educator for them. It's it, they do a lot of cool work. Yeah, well, and their just... biggest their biggest donation ever. I don't know if I've uh, told you this little fact. It was from Tamani Coffee winning Dancing with the Stars. Really? I think it was like two hundred fifty grand or something. I thought it may have been from Brian Tamaki when everyone started donating to Rainbow Youth um, in Brian Tamaki's name. Yeah. Hey, international listeners, if you're listening and you're wondering what Rainbow Youth is, uh, it's an Auckland-based organisation, uh, charity that, uh, yeah, does, like, uh, lots of workshops, uh, so- social youth groups and stuff for queer youth in Auckland, and uh, they are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so they've got this new campaign where they are online. You, all our, like, local listeners have definitely seen that, where it's, like, a couple of farmers, um, I don't know, milking some sheep milking giving milk to sheep and (laughs) are they did you make that part up i don't think anyone's milking a sheep in the ad no because sam sneer is holding a lamb (laughs) he's not milking he's probably like he's probably doing that thing which i have done where you uh you put a rubber band you've got like a kind of a clasp you hold it over the lamb's tail and then you pull it back Mm. so the rubber band snaps so their tail falls off so they don't shit all over their tail and when you do it when you do it my mum had a pet lamb did she? Yeah. And wow. she called it Bunty because she didn't completely take its tail off by accident. Oh, and yeah. it had a little kind of bunt thing at the bottom oh, where its tail God. was. And so they called it Bunty. When you have to do this, their tails are just drenched in shit. <laughs> because, <laughs> which is like, does that mean that what happens to wild ones? So they just keep shitting on it until it falls off? It's so weird seeing lambs with tails, eh? You're like, what yeah. is that? That's not a that's not a real animal. It's a you don't that's need like that a made anything. up. Yeah. So anyway, the campaign is like a whole bunch of <laughs> there's like three farmers just standing in like a God, I'm doing a bad job of describing this ad. Anyway, one farmer says the word gay in a derogatory sense. He and drops then the his other farmer Oh, is that what he does? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, that's gay. And then the other farmer's like, hey mate. It's not gay, but it is disappointing that you used that word just then. And he kind of calls him on his shit, and it's fucking great. But one thing I did think when watching the ad was that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're still having this conversation. Yeah. And it made me realise how thick my little bubble is. Yeah. I thought the same thing, because I, I, I don't know anyone that still uses this word. 
mm. unless they're like portraying a character like it, yes it, and I also thought that young people because I so I used to do these workshops for Rainbow Youth where you'd go out and like literally most classes that I went to knew way more about gender and sexuality than I did yes like every student was like yeah I actually identify as pansexual and I was like <laughs> but man, maybe that's the point why it's like a whole bunch of farmers is it's trying to hit a sort of rural vo- um, you know audience uh, mm. where maybe it's not you know in more metropolitan areas we have where you're surrounded by more diversity you're having these conversations regularly you're being challenged and you grow more whereas when you're you know isolated in like a farm you know you're not really having these rigorous conversations or being exposed to so much diversity and so therefore you might be a few steps back on that old conversation yeah and just even i mean even if you're in an urban center and just the workplaces and the places you frequent just people don't call people on saying that i think yeah. I've, I've since then i've talked to some friends and they work in places where people just use that word and people use words like retarded all the Ooh. time can you believe the black eyed peas had a song called let's get retarded also Katy perry had a, her first ever single was called you're so gay it went you're so gay but you don't even like boys oh what yeah oh my gosh i really don't like Katy perry to be honest i uh, I'm always optimistic about Katy Perry and she constantly lets me down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it made me think a lot about like the words that people use to like, I don't know, language is such an interesting thing. Like I, I feel like there's been a big movement about adopting the word queer. Like it's, it, I felt like it used to be a word that had a negative connotation to it. Yeah. But now all I think about it is like, you know, the queer community or, you know, you read articles about, you know, queerness. Yeah. And it feels like a really sort of positive word that sort of encapsulates a sort of wider, more fluid LGBTQIA community. Well, it feels like the most inclusive word beyond yes. LGBTQI, which people uh, often uh, forget one of the letters or whatever. Uh, yes. So queer just feels like an all-encompassing term, which is a great thing uh, because we're so... I think a lot of the time we segregate ourselves into tiny little corners and, and nitpick and stuff so to, to bring us all together for something is, yeah. is very positive. Queer is fluid as hell and I love that. Yeah. But um, I feel like it was a word that they used to be like, oh, you're a bunch of queers and now if someone called me a queer, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I am. Or, you know, like it's yeah. sort of... And it, it's, a, it's a word that we've sort of adopted more and taken way more ownership over. Yeah. It's beautiful. Did it's you beautiful ever word. get... Did you ever get called names um, or like certain words when you were growing up? Mm, I feel like I got called a puff <laughs> into like a gay word that people use was probably that or a girl. There's that joke, um, what happened to the gay magician? <laughs> yeah. He disappeared what? with a puff, which to be honest is pretty funny. Like <laughs> I feel like if a gay person told me that joke, I'd laugh. Uh, but yeah. hearing it from straight people it's the worst thing it used to feel like a very poisonous word to me but now that it that is more than saying that's gay I think puff is like really kind of in the past like no one uses it anymore and also no. it doesn't seem to have as many negative com- connotations as like faggot which is to do with burning gay people on a pile of sticks puff is such a silly word that nowadays I guess I, puff I kind of da is kind of worse yeah you puff da puff. um I remember the first time someone called me gay. Yeah. It was at primary school. And this guy came up to me and I was about 10. And he's like, I just want you to know, me and the other guys think you're pretty gay. And I was 10. 
which is like now when I say that I'm like that's pretty for like they could they could definitely read me because um, yeah. they were bang on uh, <laughs> and but also like most children are, ga- are like very camp <laughs> y- yeah yeah they are I must have been <laughs> exceedingly camp for them to have read that as a 10 year old to be fair I didn't play with any of the boys because um, yeah. they all wanted to play soccer and I wanted to play with the girls but um, I remember going home to mum and being like uh, what does gay mean because someone just said that I am that I can imagine mum just being like here we go <laughs> Right, yeah. let's get used to. Well, listen, you're gonna get this a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> At our high school, we used to me and my friends, which again was like a group of girls and like all like smart people who are now like lawyers and scientists and stuff. And so uh, we th- we thought we were like smart people, but we used to use the word homosexual to mean negative in a way which for us was like, oh, we're being like post, like this is like post homophobia because we're we thought by being like that's homosexual like my test results are homosexual we were commenting on the fact that uh, people used gay and like subverting it by but oh, I mean it's we satire were, wasn't it yeah we were trying to do satire but really to anyone who heard that that is just like <laughs> almost worse because it's, it's like, like <laughs> you're really just calling a spade a spade there aren't you yeah. what does that expression even mean a spade a spade no spade is a spade. Like, no one can really call name anything for what it is. And words are, you know, <laughs> words are transient things which mean different things at different times. And uh, we need to be respectful of them. I don't know if any of those thoughts I just said connected in any way. I'm trying to wrap it up, Chris, because I've got to drive to Rotorua today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen. Um, I, we talked about a lot of things today and we yeah. uh, sort of skimmed on words at the very end but listen Rotorua ain't gonna t- ain't gonna t- tell jokes at Southie like you gotta get there mate I gotta drive all the way there tell my jokes and use my does Rotorua have a gay bar? oh I'll find out I guess it's Tommy Coffee's house <laughs> <laughs> are you having dinner at his house? I don't know I hope he's coming to the gig Tommy Coffee's a gay politician uh, who just won his electorate uh, for international yeah. listeners um, Alright, well thanks so much for listening everyone And it's so nice catching up with you Eli It's bloody, it's bloody wonderful Which is basically uh, what this podcast is while I'm on the road Yeah, it's, uh, it's like literally just when we catch up And other people uh, have the pleasure Question mark of listening to it Hey, shout out to all the fans as well And Christchurch have come up to me And been like, listen to the podcast Because basically it wins me every time So I'm like, I can't believe anyone's listening to this Oh, um, you legends. So I'm coming to watch your show on Saturday night, Chris. I haven't booked yet, but I am coming and bringing my family. Are you? Yeah, I'm down in Christchurch next weekend, baby. Get ready, because Eli's um, a turk. I'm going to start prepping, man. Boys, stand out for the weekend. Let's, let's, let's. Oh, uh, no, I'll talk about that next episode. Uh, but thanks so much. <laughs> it's a teaser to do with boys, to do with lads, to do with stag Uh You're going to love, love it. it. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, Big Pipe. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. It's the day
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.